Hey guys, and welcome to Wrapped Up, a podcast where me and you get transported into the world of twist and turns, deep dive research, first-hand accounts, and personal stories, inspired by whatever topic I rabbit hole down this week at 2am. If your curiosity keeps you up at night, but you don't have the time or resources to uncover your most asked questions, you're in the right place. I do all the research, interviewing, exploring, and note-taking for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get to the weekly wrapped up. Hey guys, and welcome to episode four of Wrapped Up. Today we're back with our regularly scheduled Wednesday episode, and I'm so glad to be back. The topic question for episode four is, why is jaywalking a crime? I mean, come on, we've all done this at some point. You know, we don't want to search for a crosswalk or we just past the parking lot where our car is and we need to get over as fast as possible because we're busy people. Whatever the reason, everyone has jaywalked and if you say you haven't jaywalked, you're a dirty liar. Anyways, if for some reason you're unaware of what jaywalking is, technically it's crossing the road where there is no sidewalk and it's actually a misdemeanor in certain parts of the United States. The term jaywalking um, is not correct in a legal sense, but it's what us common folk call it. So that's what I'll be referring to as the crime or the law that we're discussing for the remainder of this episode. So legally, it's not called jaywalking, but that's what I'm calling it because I am not a lawyer. That's, yep, that's that. (laughs) Now this may seem sensible. You shouldn't cross the street without a crosswalk for your own safety and the safety of drivers. But to go as far as fining people upwards of $250 for doing it? I don't know, guys. That seems a little unreasonable. So I did what this podcast is here for me to do. Care way too much about finding the answer for hours on end and condensing it into a less than 30-minute summary that no one asked for. And with that, let's get right on into Discovery 1. Discovery 1 is that jaywalking, as a word, has old, old roots. The concept has been around for over a century and originated from the term J-drivers. The term J separately used to mean greenhorn or rube. For those of you who may be unacquainted with this terminology, it boils down to being an unsophisticated person and the term was first coined in 1905. J drivers were individuals who rode their horses and carriages on the wrong side of the road. But how did this term become what we know as modern-day jaywalking? Other than involving non-traditional methods of using a road system and the preposition J, they don't come close to meaning the same thing. Well, We have clever media and newspaper editors to blame for the relation. In 1909, the Chantay Daily Tribune stated, quote, The jaywalker needs attention as well as the jaydriver and is about as big as a nuisance, end quote. It popped up once again in a 1913 newspaper in Oregon. This article used the term, quote, the jaywalker family, end quote, and explained that the family was made up of, quote, pedestrians who cross congested streets without first looking to see if it is safe to do so, end quote. And it didn't stop there. This newspaper also called for killing the family. 
the murdering of the pedestrian family is what they called it. And guys, this is a real, real quote from the newspaper. I'm not kidding. Quote, Mr. and Mrs. Walker and all the little walkers should be killed. Killing kids, guys. Killing the, killing the children. I thought our modern media circus was full of drama queens. But, man, the 19... 1900s, early 1900s. I don't know, I think they got a speed a little bit. Well, it wasn't just the media. The Oxford English Dictionary originally recognized the term in 1917. Never underestimate the power of melodramatic 1900 Oregon reporters, everyone. Biggest mistake. Later in the 1900s, automobile companies in the U.S. began employing the term jaywalkers for campaigns against anti-car activists. These companies felt threatened by the anti-car movement and wanted to protect their powers, sales, and the CEO's wallets. This campaign was not entirely successful, but how did this media and advertising slogan turn into an actual commonplace law in the 21st century? Well, let's find out in Discovery 2. Quick disclaimer before we dive into this particular discovery. Each country, county, providence, and authority has its own unique road laws and regulations. For the purpose of not making this episode 15 hours long covering every single jurisdiction, I'm just going to stick to a few states within the United States of America. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dive on in. Most people, hopefully, Know that when living in the United States, cars and motorcycles must yield to pedestrians, regardless or not if there is a crosswalk present. Still, walking across the street where there is not a crosswalk can bring legal and financial consequences to pedestrians. Notably, New York City, LA, and Chicago will go as far as to detain jaywalkers in the city jail. In some states, you can be fined anywhere between $1 and $1,000. The punishment is worse in major cities, since the issue is mainly an urban one, with 71% of cases stemming from cities and high-traffic areas. But what started this criminalization of literally walking across the street? Well, remember those annoying automobile CEOs we discussed in Discovery 1? Yeah, they didn't let a failed advertising coup get them down for too, too long. Nope, instead they took their grievances from a public opinion fight to a legal battle. According to Vox, quote, auto industry groups took control of a series of meetings covened by Herbert Hoover, the Secretary of Commerce, to create a model traffic law that could be used by cities across the country, end quote. Of course, Hoover had something to do with this. I mean, I mean, you know, what a better way to spend his time. My eye roll is deeper than the American debt in the Great Depression. Anyway, this did seem to do the trick because in 1928, the Model Municipal Traffic Ordinance, I definitely said that incorrectly, stated that pedestrians could cross only at designated crosswalks and only at right angles. I don't know, guys. I wasn't at the meeting, but apparently my geometry teacher was. What is the 90 degrees for? I don't understand. 
but even if I don't, this is still the general law we, quote, abide, I'm doing air quotes here, by today. Thankfully, I'm not alone in my distaste for the jaywalking rule. The people of Kansas City, and everyone who was anywhere in the 1900s, did not approve or follow the law. So, guess who goes and meddles with that issue? That's right. Please await the third appearance of our so-beloved automobile CEOs coming up soon in Discovery 3. Stay tuned. Discovery 3 highlights our CEOs because apparently these people made all the laws and controlled the streets in the early 1900s. Forget the mob, we need to keep our eyes out for Ford and Chevy. One tactic these fear mongers use was, uh, well, uh, fear mongering. And who better to help them than the experts? That's right, the media clowns are back. Cue clownery afoot. If I could, I would put circus music in this section, but unfortunately, I cannot. Anyway, the National Automobile Chamber of Commerce created an opportunity for newspapers. According to Vox, quote, reporters could send in basic details of a traffic accident and would get in return a complete article to print the next day, end quote. The articles got lots of coverage. Their purpose was to shift the blame for car accidents onto pedestrians. By doing so, it made an impression that adhering to the new law was important. But it didn't stop there, because AAA also took to the schools to post posters and give lectures about why they needed to stay off and out of roads. This actually proved effective. One 12-year-old student even was put onto a formal trial for jaywalking, and was, less formally, sentenced by his peers to clean the chalkboard for a week. I wish I made that story up, but I don't think I could have if I tried. Finally, these companies also used public shaming, that's correct, public shaming, to encourage, quote-unquote, people to follow the new laws. This has been related to the War on Drugs campaign of the 1980s, where drug use was advertised as reckless and unintelligent behavior. CEOs took it another step further when they lobbied police officers to humiliate jaywalkers by shouting and whistling at them. Unfortunately, this had other effects than just enforcing their new bogus rules. Let's get into the main reason jaywalking was pegged as criminal and still is in a bonus Discovery 4. Discovery 4 is a bonus, but it's also a heavy hitter, guys. As I mentioned previously, Jaywalking was created as a law for the financial interest of car companies and was enforced by public shaming and fear-mongering. But these tactics were disproportionately used on African-American and Asian communities. People of color were violently attacked, imprisoned, and unfairly fined under the excuse that they were jaywalking. The term jay, other than meaning unsophisticated, also has roots in racism. J used to be derogatory Midwestern slang and described a foreign person with low intelligence who talked a lot like a quote chattering blue jay. 
This is not my description, but Peter Norton's, a professor and author. Overall, the crime and the name of the crime can be traced to and still currently related to the criminalization of urban life or street life, stereotyping of immigrants, and police brutality against people of color. Even more of a reason to cross the street at a 45 degree angle. I am upset, I am angry, and I am not obsessed. And on that horrid history lesson, we conclude our very brief bonus discovery four, that jaywalking was criminalized partially as a way to enable racism and discrimination in American urban communities. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Actually, there's a bunch more I could say about this topic because of the many different levels and the many different laws across states and countries, but I think you get the point. Today we experience the history of jaywalking through the history of the automobile industry, rotten politics, and human rights. Who knew such a petty law could have such dark origins? There was a lot to unpack today, so I thank you for staying with me on this long, exhausting journey. And remember, always walk across the street at a 90 degree angle and bonus points for bringing a protractor. Thanks for joining me, CJ, your podcast host this week, and tune in next week, Wednesday at 11 a.m. to get wrapped up in another super interesting convo. Follow this podcast to get the latest updates, and share this episode to spread the answer for why jaywalking is a crime. Bye!